everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Darren Baldwin, and I'm here with my wife, Laura. Boy, this is like a, just a groundhog's day. We just keep coming back. It's like the <laughs> same thing. I'm your host, Darren Baldwin, and I'm here with my favorite co-host, my ride or die, my one and only, my true love, Laura Lee Davis Baldwin. <laughs> just kidding. You had some caffeine, didn't you? No, actually, I didn't. I had some food, though. I had some food. I got this salad. It was really good. Um, anyway... We were talking, Laura, last week about the power of your tongue, and yeah. I feel like, you know, I feel like somebody on the other line Charts was getting... the course. Somebody Charts on the, the other line, line of this podcast was getting upset with me. I don't think they were they were feeling that whole, you know, people say, Laura, oh, man, you're talking about that blab it, grab it stuff. No, we're talking about a principle in God's word yeah. that says, simply put, your words are powerful yeah and how you use your words or your tongue will determine it the will. course and direction of your life and if you didn't hear that I, I encourage you to you know go back and listen to last week's podcast but at the end Laura I just said hey you know don't take my word for it take God's word for it mm -hmm. Google Google scriptures. what does the scripture say about the tongue about words you know, and look at all those verses that come up. And as you read through them and, you know, meditate on them, study them, whatever, you're going to hopefully, I believe your understanding will increase as to the yeah. importance of this subject. It may cause you to speak differently. It will <laughs> hopefully cause you to speak differently. Uh, I said last week, Laura, one of the great, this is one of the greatest scriptural principles that I have ever learned in my entire life um this being the power of your tongue yeah so anyway we're going to get back into this a little bit uh proverbs eighteen twenty one. uh we quoted last week it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit mm -hmm. so your your tongue or your words produce fruit so it's going to produce good fruit or it's going to produce bad fruit yeah yeah so we did uh, the connected with that scripture. We read Matthew twelve thirty four, and it says Jesus speaking to the Pharisees said, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth oh, speaks." Geez. And he said to the Pharisees, "Out of the abundance of your evil heart come evil words." Yeah. And I never did quote. I think I may have referenced it or mentioned something along the lines of Mark chapter eleven verse 23, but it says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says yeah. will come to pass. Then it says he will have what he says. So that's straight out of Jesus's mouth. Yeah. And if you're familiar with that story, you know, he his disciples asked him, he had cursed a fig tree right the day before. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, saw the tree, cursed it, said, no one eat fruit of you hereafter. 
Well, less than 24 hours later, they're yeah. coming back on the same road. One of the disciples sees and says, look, master, the tree that you cursed is withered and dried up from the roots within yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. No, oh, was that just some trick that Jesus pulled out of his deity bag? No, no that was something he was demonstrating that yeah. is a principle of faith. He understood the power he of He understood. He, he, got, he got it, man. He got it. I think when you it. understand the power of your words, you'll become a lot more selective with what you say. Yeah, I, th It'll I think. It'll cause you. Yes. You know, I, I remember, I think it was World War II, there was that saying that loose lips sink ships. Wow. And those that were on the communication end, you know, going back and forth with the different, you know, where everybody was strategically placed, they had to be incredibly careful with what they said because mm. they understood. I mean, there were posters everywhere and because it said loose lips sink ships and literally ships would sink if they accidentally gave Slipped out, too out a much secret or something but you know you can use that um as a spiritual principle yeah. as well yeah if you got loose lips and you just you know saying everything that comes to your mind everything that comes to your you know this noggin right here you can get yourself in a whole lot of trouble yeah, um, man, that's powerful. That loose lips sink ships. Uh, <laughs> loose lips will uh, sink your ship. How about mm. that? Uh, but we read last week in uh, James, um, and it says that obviously the the, the mature person. I like that. The mature person. They have yeah. learned how to control their Gosh. their mouth, their words. And Laura, you you actually just said it. Jesus said to that group that he was speaking to about from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He said to that same group there that man is going to have to give an account for every idle word that was spoken out of their mouth. Yeah. And I have not in recent years studied that word idle, but I'm interested to, to kind of understand. I think it would almost be saying a fruitless word or a word that's not intended to do something yeah. because an idol, think about idol. If I'm idle, I'm sitting here doing nothing. Now I'm not saying, you know, that's a hundred percent cause I haven't studied it, but just taking it at face value, idle words are words that are, they're void. They're not yeah. meant to do anything, mm -hmm. which tells me this, my words are given to me to actually create and do things with, yes. like my words have such power, yeah. I should not be using them idly. And I'm going to have to give an account for the idle words. What does that mean? Are we going to have to have a sit down with, with Jesus or the, you know, uh, angels and give an account for, I don't know what it looks like, but I know it says we're going to have to give an account yeah. for not only our idle words, but also our fruitless deeds and works that we did yeah. while on the earth. But Laura, it just brings me back to, again, the principle that our words have power. Now, mature people, wise people, uh, spiritually developed people, yeah. uh, all those that fit into those categories, they have come to an understanding that their words have power. Yeah. And, you know, it, does it make you a bad person? Maybe you've never heard this before or not 
you know, uh, have, have not been using, you know, your words wisely? Does it make you a bad person? No, it just makes you maybe not, uh, don't have as much understanding in this subject as you could. But that's why we're talking about it, right? Yeah, that's to why we're aware. Become aware, yeah. but to harness the power of yeah, your tongue. I have this book uh, in front of me in my Kindle, and I was telling you earlier today. Yeah. I think I showed you yeah, this it's morning. Good. I've read um, it. It's a book about you know the power of your words and et cetera. But I've had this book. I've had physical copies of it, and now digital copies for probably twenty three or four years, mm-hmm. and. Laura, when I'm in trouble, meaning if I'm if I'm going through something yeah. or I'm under some kind of a serious attack, maybe it's a, a physical attack, maybe it's mental, maybe it's with ch- the children, maybe it's in ministry and relationships and marriage, whatever the attack is, I have found myself over the last 23 or four years, I every time I go back to this book because it shows me in the book how to actually use my words to create the result I want. Now, now I'm going to give you a quick example in the area of physical healing. Now, there's a lot in that subject from the scriptures, you know, that you probably have been through and understand and everybody's got their own opinion. But one of the principles of faith is that our words must be used to bring about the change that we want in our life. Mm-hmm. So I've had many opportunities over the years to, 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 to walk through challenges physically yeah. in my physical body. Maybe it was a sickness, maybe a disease, maybe it was my mind was under attack, you know, whatever. And every time, Laura, I go back to this principle and I pull up my same words and confessions and I go over them. And what do I do? I release my words into the the spiritual atmosphere, the realm, and I declare what it is that God's word says. And it's not good enough just to read it. No. You have to release Read that verse the there if you have that, 2 Corinthians. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 13. It says, and since we had the same spirit of faith, according God. to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So believing, although you you got to believe, believing is is not just good enough. You know, no. I mean, you you can't just believe that Jesus is Lord. Like you you have to confess him as Lord. It. You have to say it, and it's the same way with with anything. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even have that in the top of my forefront of my thinking. The even to be born again. To be born again, you have to say you have to confess. something. As a matter of fact, yeah. one minister, I've heard it's called this over the years, Christianity is called the great confession. Yeah. Because what do you do to become a Christian? Romans 10, 9, and 10. You believe in your heart. God, you know, uh, sent Jesus. He died, was raised again. Then it says you confess him. Yeah. What happens? Glory to God. What happens when you make a confession of faith? Yeah. In that instance, you're literally born again. Yeah. A confession opens up the door for you to be born again. Yeah. How powerful is that? And then it works the same. It works the same in every every area. Every area. Every area. Meaning this, you've got to get a belief in here from God's word. That's how faith is formed. You hear God, goes into your spirit, man, you have something then called faith. 
faith must be activated or released. Mm -hmm. You've got to act on what you believe. Yeah. One of the ways that we can act on or release our faith is with our words. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard, man. I got to work for my salvation. No, you got to believe something and you got to say something. Yeah. Amen. Now in saying something, some, a lot of times you got to do something. Yeah. You know, you can't just say, Hey, the walls of Jericho are going to come down. No, they, they did what God told them. They marched around that city. Then they blew the trumpets and shouted and the walls came down. Yeah. They had to do something, right? But there are instances and cases in scripture. You can see this all throughout the ministry of Jesus, Laura. He said, yeah. he said, Lazarus, come forth. When he created the world, yeah. he spoke, let there be light. And then there was light. Dude, I love that. I mean, that's, that's straight up there in the beginning, right? Yeah, it's at that, it's that the very beginning. Words created this world. It's powerful. It's so, very powerful. So if words created Ooh. this world, words have great power over the things in this world. It's so good. And they're building blocks. Yes. Uh, somebody said, um, oh, about, uh, you know, we use... Are basically the world system, you know, they have their messages. They have their messages of sickness, disease, fear, poverty, uh, promiscuity, God knows everything else in the sexual arenas. They, they use music, they use media, they use uh, movies, they use everything they can get their hands on, they use to propagate their messages, right? The way the world system works is all of those messages are going into your heart. Laura, I got a word today in prayer when we were praying it. All of the world's messages through those uh, vehicles get into our heart and our mind. Yeah. Then, as a result of what's in us, yeah. we begin to speak out what has been put in us. It pollutes. It pollutes your spirit. I mean, it pollutes all that that's in there. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have that pollution in us yeah. through the world, right? Yeah. This is the. Let me tell you something. The devil knows that your words are powerful. He, no, Laura, one time I was, I have, you know, I like to play around the guitar a little bit. And I used to be a big country music fan. I'd like old country. I like a lot of old country. Like yeah, I was going to say, that's why I use music as such a vehicle. Music is one of the most powerful tools that the devil has. So I'm singing this country song by George Jones, and it says these words. He stopped loving her today. And it says in the words, they placed a reef upon his door. He stopped loving her today. What was that song saying? It's saying that this guy was heartbroken about this girl and he never stopped loving her until the day that he died. So I'm singing this song, joking around, picking around on the guitar. I'm, he stopped loving her today, you know, playing, goofing off. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God speaks to me and says, you need to think about before you sing that song again. And then the Lord brought up a relationship that I had had in high school. He brought it back to my remembrance and said, the devil's trying to keep you in an attachment to that relationship. And by you declaring those words that you're not gonna stop loving someone until the day you die, you are literally speaking out into existence an attachment to a relationship that you had in your uh, high school years. Dude, I'm going to tell you what, right then, I, I repented. 
I put down the guitar. I said, all right, well, I'm going to have to find some new songs to sing here. I put down the song. I said, I ain't going to be singing that one. And I vowed to the Lord that day, I will never sing that song again. You know, like just taking it on as fun. I say it as an example, but you know what I mean? But I thought, isn't that powerful? Yeah. You now think about this. You fill your mind with things, you fill your heart with the world's messages, and then the Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Mark 11, 23, Proverbs 18, 21, James 3, uh, the, the other verses we just quoted, Matthew 12, Luke 6, they all are saying the same thing. Whatever you say is what you have. Yeah. So if you're putting something in here, you better know this. What you put in... Yeah. Is going to come out. Yeah. I mean, my God, Laura, my parents taught me that when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. Darren, garbage in, garbage is going to come out. Yeah. I had no idea to the degree that garbage would go in, that I would actually begin speaking yeah. out the things that I had in my heart. So then that's kind of like the step before words, <laughs> you know, it's like, then what are you putting your, resting your eyes on? What are you allowing into your ears? Because those are the things that will come out of your heart. You got to, uh, what does Proverbs say? Protect, guard, guard your heart. Guard your heart. With all Above diligence. all else. Why, why do we need to guard our heart? What does uh, it say? For out of the abundance uh, of the heart, the uh, mouth speaks. Is well, that I, it? Well, it's close. <laughs> Thank you. You <laughs> no, can help no, me No, it out. says guard your heart because. Oh, Yes. The issues out, of life. Yes. yes. Thank you. I, I knew you'd redeem yourself <laughs> on that. Out of your heart flow the issues, issues of life. And it's kind of like, you better guard that sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not, uh, anyway, that's a whole nother sermon, but I wanted to read a couple of these. Uh, these are some of the confessions that again, when I find myself in challenging yeah. times and Gosh, Laura, run to the word, every, let me tell you this. Run to the word. If you're, if you're don't, listening, don't run to your neighbor or your social media or WebMD and to hear what they have to say because mm. then next thing you know it's like you're regurgitating what somebody else has told you get the word so then you can allow the word of god to come out of your mouth yeah and faith works every time every time uh somebody said well my faith didn't work it, yeah well, it you works. probably weren't in faith or you abandon your faith or whatever the case is you know uh but, but your words are working for you faith good or bad faith bible faith works Every yeah. single time. And you need to hear this. You, you need to know that faith in God will work every single time. If you get God's word in your heart, you believe that word, and then you begin to declare that word and act on that word, it will work every single time. Yeah. It will work because God's not a liar. If he said it, it, will, it is true and it will come to pass. But where we miss it is we don't put God's word enough in our heart and we don't release our faith. So it's not on God's end, it's on our end. Somebody said, oh, I prayed and asked God to heal so-and-so. Yeah, but the thing is, you, you gotta realize, and this has been breaking Laura and I's heart, we, we're conformed to the world. You're, you had a, a little three-minute prayer meeting, but you've been watching, you know, tuned in on Netflix for 40 hours during that same week. So you had a three minute prayer and 40, 40 hours of Netflix. How is that an atmosphere where your faith is going to be successful? Yeah. Now I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm yeah. telling it on myself, right? Yeah, but, we, 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 but we need to hear truth. You need so then to. we'll have a better understanding of maybe why 
prayers were not answered. We're thinking it was on God, thinking no. it was on this or that. So It's on us, Laura. Yeah. Um, here, here's the point. The faith life works, but you and I have got to solely dedicate that ourselves to that way of life. You can't, you can't do one foot in God and one foot in the world. That's the Bible says literally a double-minded man is unstable in his ways mm-hmm. and he will receive, receive nothing. nothing. What does it mean to be double-minded? It means that you're going back and forth between two, two different opinions. opinions. That, that person can't receive anything yeah. from God. But a person that dedicates their whole life to the things of God, they dedicate themselves to the word of God, to the things of the spirit, to prayer, that person is is going to get results from God by faith. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's a couple of these confessions as we close up today's podcast. I say, I am the body of Christ, and Satan has no power over me, no. for I overcome evil with good. I am the body of Christ, and Satan has no power over me, for I overcome evil with good. These things are so in my spirit, I am connected to Christ and Satan has no power over me. And therefore I overcome Satan with the good that's in me in God. I win every time. Uh, I am of God and have overcome Satan for greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Now you got to think, Laura, I'm speaking these things out in the middle of problems. But what I'm doing is I'm releasing the power of God. You're turning that ship around. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Turning it around. Come on, somebody. I am of God, just a couple more, uh, and have overcome Satan, for greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord. Your word and your spirit comfort me. Why would I fear evil when the Lord is with me and his word and spirit are with me? Come on. I am far from oppression, and fear does not come near me. I'm far from oppression. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am delivered from the evils of this present world. No evil will befall me, neither any plague come near my dwelling. You've given your angels charge over me, and they keep me in all my ways. I am a doer of God's word, and I'm blessed in all that I do. I take the shield of faith, and I quench every fiery dart that the wicked one brings. I want to end with this one, brings against me. I love this one. I've been saying this for a couple of days. I am an overcomer. Yeah. Glory to God. I am an overcomer and I overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. So just I had a little challenge this week, and I've just been saying, I'm an overcomer. What do overcomers do? They overcome. Yeah. I'm an overcomer. You see what this does, Lord? Just maybe yeah. you there listening. You can maybe pick up on the atmosphere of faith. Builds your what faith. What happens when you, you speak? Ooh, you're yes. releasing power. You can see clearly. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I just say Light I'm blessed. Comes. I say... You're blessed because I'm your husband. <laughs> I say I'm rich. Yeah. I'm filled with, with peace, me. favor. Goes what do we do? Goes before me, opens doors that no man could open. Somebody said what we're demonstrating right now is the spirit yeah. of faith. The spirit of faith believes and it declares. Yeah. Somebody said, never run at your giant with your mouth closed. Yeah. You better talk trash to the devil and you better tell him what God's word says because yeah. that's the truth. Your so doctor's good. report is not the final say. That's it. You, you, what your counselor told you is not the final say. That's it. Whatever circumstance you're in is not the final. No, God's word is the, final, the final, say. final say. And when you put God's word in your mouth and speak yeah. it, 
it will turn your situation around. It's just as powerful as the word being released out of God's mouth when we release the word out of our mouth. Same power. Same power. Same power. Boy, I could preach a camp meeting right now. We're going to let you go. Go back and listen to this again. Uh, you know, some of these messages, they take a little while getting into your heart. Yeah. But this message will change your life more than probably any other message. What's the name of the book, just in case somebody wants to um, Google it? It is called The Tongue, A Creative Force. The it's Tongue, A Creative Force by Charles, Charles Caps. Caps. It's got uh, all the stuff, all the scriptures in the back, confessions. And these confessions are, have literally saved my life. Hey, love you. Bless you. We'll see you real soon.